Hello, this is C. Montgomery Burns here on behalf of the Canned Air Podcast to record a custom radio advertisement set to air following the Amos and Andy show. Ah, sir. Amos and Andy have been off the air for over 50 years. I see. Well, then what's this Canned Air show even about? Comics and pop culture, sir. Comics, eh? Well, I've read my fair share of Mutt and Jeff. Actually, sir, they focus on more current independent and mainstream topics. On CannedAirPodcast.com, you can watch movie trailers, check out past episodes, and even buy comics, movies, and video games. I see. And where might one find this CannedAirPodcast.com? Ah, on the internet, sir. Very well, Smithers. Take me to this internet. Well, it's not a place, sir. It's on a computer. Now, why is Acre, eh? Smithers, release the hounds! Go to CannedAirPodcast.com. Best website ever! You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And joining us today, we have Robert Sally, the writer of Salvagers. Thanks for being with us, Robert. Thanks for having me. Well, we got a hell of a good show for you today. What do we have? See, Captain Marvel finds herself in the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Spaceballs. Have you guys heard the news on Spaceballs? Oh, I have heard. Have I, you, Jeff? No. Well, sh- don't tell him. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it later. Never we're going to be turning our attention over to Robert to talk about his comic project, Salvagers. But before we do all that, let's get to recaps. Recaps! All right. Only one recap this week, it looks like. The Daredevil trailer. Have we all seen it? Seen it. Seen it. Seen it. What about you, Robert? Um, I have not. It's on Netflix, correct? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, yeah it'll I, need be to, uh, I need to see that. It looks badass. Yeah, it does. I think. As long as, yeah, as long as uh, Ben Affleck's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a cameo. Looks like he gets his ass beat worse than Ben Affleck did in that. I still haven't seen that clip you're talking about. Weren't there, like, a few variations of the trailer? Yeah. Oh, was there? Yep. I thought that's what you had told me. Well, I just, when we were watching it at work the one day, there was at the very end after it did the whole Daredevil. After that, it showed him like face down in a puddle then he lifts up and there's just blood gushing out of his mouth see I don't remember that part hmm. yeah because it was a teaser at first yeah saying oh it's going to be out tomorrow and then I looked everywhere for it and I found one where he's just explaining himself and it was like an extra long te- like trailer for about mm-hmm. two two or three minutes and then it was like kind of basic then the good one which was probably the one you've seen is you just see like the whole trailer and then he's face down toward I think it's towards the end hmm. and then it darkens out and he's going into a room and then right the the room's the last thing I remember about the trailer but it really looks like it's going to be a dark show yeah like, and I'm excited about that doesn't look like they're going to use the uh, Ben Affleck sonar type look no at least not now because <laughs> didn't we read that the outfit he has now is just temporary that's like his starter outfit yeah. he'll probably eventually come into a more comic friendly I was reading an article that he said that it's it is a cool costume I can't wait to see it yeah and I'm also excited now was it in this trailer that we saw a uh, a big guy who's possibly yes. Wilson Fisk yeah I totally looked like him he was like I want sugar <laughs> 
Wilson Fisk want pants too? <laughs> I don't know why that's on my mind today. I just hope he doesn't talk like that from Men in Black. <laughs> I need uh, some sugar. Oh, that's oh. who that's who Wilson Fisk is? Yeah. Oh, crap. Really? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. Is he bald? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I gotta see him bald. He yeah. looks he looks good bald. I was kind of wondering that first. Is he a hefty guy? Is he a big guy? He's a big guy. He's a big guy, but he didn't look big. Right. But he was big enough. Yeah. You know, like his shoulders were really out there, and he had the white suit on, and he was looking at a painting. That's oh. all I see, and I was like, He should be good. Well, man, I'm more excited to see him than Daredevil, actually. <laughs> all right, any other thoughts on that? No, we'll see it in April. Is he coming out? Binge watching. Yeah. Is that that soon? Yeah. Yep. The whole Yeah, all 13. Season. 13 episodes. <clears throat> oh, can't wait. Well, before we end the recaps really quick, we were talking Better Call Saul before. Did did you watch oh, it, Jeff? Yeah, that's right. No, why is that so familiar? The spinoff to Breaking Bad. What about you, Robert? Are you oh, a Breaking Bad right. fan? Uh, I actually have it on DVR, and I have a two-year-old, so I, I never watch oh. anything when you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> you record everything, and then you watch it the next day at, like, five. That's the best way, though, because then you can <laughs> skip right over the commercials. Yeah. You don't have to mm-hmm. sit there and watch that crap. Yeah, you start getting backlogged, though. You have, like, The Walking Dead, Better Call yeah. Saul, my wife's got the Kardashians, you know, it's... it's yeah. You never know. Ending battle, is it? <laughs> it, it you gotta, you, you, like, you finally have to upgrade your, uh, you know, your, your amount of space that you have on your <laughs> box. We have, like, oh, man, I don't know, a lot of space, and it's always still at like 95% full like we always have to go through and delete stuff and there's it's shit the where we've recorded months ago that we'll never watch but mm-hmm. when it comes time to delete it like uh, I don't know I just deleted Lady Hawk oh Lady man, Hawk yeah I, I, did, I couldn't even watch it was like the last thing I'm like you know and you're going through the list and you're like well I gotta delete something and I deleted Lady Hawk uh, before Lady I ever Hawk? got a chance to watch it that's an old 80s movie with Matthew Broderick yeah Rodger Hauer Rod uh, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer nope. never even heard of it it's old uh, fantasy type movie. Yeah, she gets turned into a bird. She's a she's a bird during the day, or yeah. she's a hawk during the day, and he's a uh, he's a wolf, wolf at, night, at night, and they never get to see each other. Yeah, they're cursed. That's it's funny though. You say story. Matthew Broderick's in it. The guy who played the scientist that Matthew Broderick went looking for in War Games, he's also in Lady Hawk. He's like the bad. He's the villain. Oh, <laughs> how does Lady Hawk get under my radar? Like. That's been around forever. A, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's, it's it's not like a classic. It's a cult classic, but yeah. you uh, you definitely need to rent it, see it. You know, it's it's I'll good. Be looking into this. Yeah, it's got weird '80s music though to it, which gives it that. It's Can't like it takes away the fantasy feel. That's awesome. <laughs> we talking like Revenge of the Nerds kind of it kind '80s of. music, like. Like in a Knight's Tale, where it was a medieval movie with. Queen playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Whenever I think of like 80s movies and music, I always think of Revenge of the Nerds at the very end when they put on that big musical (laughs) thing and that ridiculous song. (laughs) I guess it was Spike Terror and everything. (laughs) Oh my god. Maybe I'll have to put that on the end of this episode if I can find it. We'll see. Anything else? Nope. Better Call Saul was good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forgot. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about Better Call Saul. Yeah, I, I was really into it. I was afraid at first, like I was telling you, that they were going to take the same approach at it like they did with uh, Walter White, you know, showing him from the beginning as a spineless kind of guy who builds up confidence in a hell of an ego throughout yeah. the series. But I don't think that's going to be the case. 
this time around. We were seeing the Saul we know and love from Breaking Bad yeah. <laughs> in this one. So and the ending of that episode. Yeah, the oh ending was awesome. God. And we're gonna miss it. Well, no, we won't miss it. No, tonight. we won't miss it tonight. We're gonna make sure we see it tonight. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Better Call Saul. All right, that'll do it for recaps. <laughs> Recap it. And with that, let's go to the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Jack, what do you have on Ghostbusters? I'm afraid to hear. Bill Murray's going to be in it. Nuh-uh. Yep, that's the rumor. What? Wow. Yeah. Paul Feig, the director, uh, and his team want Bill Murray for a non-Peter Venkman type role. How stupid. How <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> What's he going to do? He's going to play the role of Martin Heiss, a professional debunker of the supernatural who goes after the Ghostbusters seeking their videos online. Apparently he's the Walter Peck of this new reboot. Oh, man. The, the idea is funny, for sure. <clears throat> but what pisses me off is how many years has he been the only thing <laughs> keeping us from an actual Ghostbusters <clears throat> 3? And now, once uh, Harold Ramis is gone, mm-hmm. now he's... Now he's going But it's not even that. It's not even like, okay, he's gone now, the three of us can do it. It's gone to the point where they're like, oh, well, none of these guys are going to do it. We'll get these girls cast to do it. And now he's like, eh, I'll do it. Pisses me off. <laughs> well, it doesn't say that he's in for it. It says that they want him, so he might uh, be in it. Oh, I thought you... Yeah. Okay. Again, this is a room. Okay. It'd be great know. if you played the part of the guy that kept getting shocked. In oh, the uh, Rick in the Moranis' character. <laughs> what was his name again? The girl kept getting him right and wrong, and he was and he, and he wouldn't shock <laughs> oh. her, but kept shocking the guy when he was getting him right. Yeah, that was the very beginning. It comes full circle. He's finally on the other yeah, end of the exactly. shocking electrode. <laughs> <laughs> this Ghostbuster is going to be a train wreck, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. There's like a part of me that like wants to keep myself from seeing it, but I know once it's out, I'll have to go see it regardless. Mm-hmm. But I'll we'll have to. Yeah. yeah. I have to. Just like I did with Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't see it, nor, nor do I know anything about Dragon Ball, but I heard that was a train wreck Went itself. Go, going with no expectation, knowing it was going to be bad, and it totally floored. <laughs> it was even mm. worse than we ever expected. So that's it wasn't for shame. Jack's phone that night. Oh, he had a Murloc voice going on. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, that's the only time I heard the audience actually laugh. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the yeah, text message goes off in the middle of the... In the middle of the movie, you just hear. It <laughs> <laughs> had to be the scene where he's dying, too. <laughs> All right. Anything else on Ghostbusters? That's enough of Ghostbusters. I would say so. All right. Well, the rumor I have here is probably going to incite just as much uh, anger. Uh, so, Captain Marvel, as we know, is being made into a movie. Mm-hmm. Have we heard who Marvel wants to direct this movie? Angelina. Angelina yeah, Jolie. Offering her apparently $20 million. Is she really that good a director? I mean, didn't she only has she only done one other movie? Yeah, that one that just came out not too long ago. What? I mean, it seems like they're putting, like, paying $20 million just to have a name attached to the movie more than anything. I mean, what's she doing that's so fucking great? I don't know. I wouldn't just because it's her. Her lips are bigger. <laughs> She's not going to be Cap- Captain Marvel. She's just going to direct the movie. What kisses that, everybody? Uh, what about you, Robert? What do you think? Uh, this is the first I'm hearing about it, and I, I can't. I actually thought you were. I thought you said something like Angley, and I was like, "What? Okay, who's Angley? 
the yeah, Angelina, yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't even believe that she would actually do it. What does she know about? Yeah. Yeah, like... Isn't there a movie out right now, like, un, Unbroken? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. That's what it was, yeah. Or no, yeah, yeah. But something that, that's, like that. that seems something more up her alley. Like, she read the book and she loved it, so she decided, I'm going to do this. I can't imagine she's sitting next to Brad Pitt reading a you know, <laughs> Captain Marvel graphic novel saying, like, I'm all in. <laughs> He's like, I should have stayed with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope that's a rumor. I do, too. I really don't understand. It'd be one thing if she had a ton of successful uh, movies she's directed under her belt. Yeah. But she doesn't. So <laughs> where does the $20 maybe million? They, no, maybe they don't from? care about Captain Marvel. Maybe they're like, you know, no, no one's going to watch this anyway. We just put it out for the women. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> they said they brought her in to add the woman's touch yeah. to it. So she is a woman. I mean, you couldn't, you got a cheaper woman to direct it, and maybe one who's Get actually to do it. has some experience. Who? Uh, Coppola's daughter. I, I, don't, I don't know her first name. She, Sophia she's got some good like stuff. Uh, Sophia, is it Sophia Coppola? Yeah, I think that's her name. She's done some good stuff. I could see that a lot more than Angelina. No. <laughs> she won an Academy Award. When's that supposed to be like, coming out? Like in... No, they didn't have a date on there. It just said that they're... I mean, like this hasn't been confirmed or anything. Yeah. I think they've just offered it to her. I don't... She hasn't said yes or no, but... Uh, just throwing this out there. Angelina Jolie. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I just don't I don't want the whole Brad Jelana bullshit Brad Jelena or whatever you yeah. call it going into my Marvel movie. Stay the fuck out of here. Brad will have to cameo in it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> She's probably like, Captain Marvel. Brad, you could do that. But that's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could totally direct this. Wait, this isn't Shazam? (laughs) Shaq the genie. (laughs) Oh my god. This is getting way out of hand. (laughs) Alright. Moving on from that. We'll see what happens there. Hopefully nothing. What do you have on G.I. Joe? Is this going to be the uh, the cherry on the shit Sunday we have here for the rumor mill? Wait, G.I. Joe? Yeah. Part 3? Yeah. I liked part... You know what? I think I might be the only one that actually liked... G.I. Joe 1 and 2 and I thought 2 was better than 1 uh, uh, I know I'm, I know, I hear it all the time but I <laughs> I, I, liked, uh, I liked Ray Stevenson in there as uh, Firefly yeah yes definitely yeah when he, he came might have out been, he might have been the best it. one in there yeah definitely The Rock was good for Roadblock yeah even though he's Everybody wanted uh, Terry... Uh, Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews. Oh, I could have seen that. That would yeah, probably yeah, fit Terry better. Crews would have been a much better, like, yeah. you know, identified as, but The Rock's The Rock. And Duke dying in the beginning, that kind of surprised me, but it wasn't a big deal because it's Channing. No. I kept thinking he was going to come back at the end. You really have a thing against that Channing fellow, don't you? <laughs> Fucking gambit. <laughs> it hasn't even happened yet, but right. it's coming. It's going to. It's rumored that the next Jaguar movie will feature a character from another '80s cartoon and toy line. Scooby Doo. Oh, I, I told you remember about it last you telling week. me about this. I would get excited about this. Oh shit! Matt Tracker will be making an appearance in Jaguar Three. Matt is Tracker. Mask. Was yep. <laughs> yes. But I loved Mask. Yeah. Fuck, same yeah, here. Man, Mask was, was the shit. How's that was like when like, growing. Like that was my favorite Mask. I watched, I watched the first episode more than G.I. Joe. I watched that first episode yesterday. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it's all on YouTube, the whole series. Is it just oh, tripe? Is it shit? It's, yeah, hard Nowadays. to watch, but it's just fun to watch the vehicles changing. Uh, there's a lot I forgot about somehow they, how they changed. 
and that their masks each had like a special move. I don't even remember how the theme song went to that show. Oh. There weren't any words or anything, yeah, was there it? Was. was there? Yeah. yeah. It was old mid 80s rock. Yep. Start the mask trailer right here. <laughs> for those of you masked that don't know mask, mask stands for Mobile Armored Strike Command. Mm-hmm. Even though command starts with a C. <laughs> nah. What are you going to do? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they battled against Venom, the vicious evil network of mayhem, led oh, by shit. Miles Mayhem. Does they Those say what's going to be know. happening, though, in the movie with the him? Or, I mean... Uh, no, just that he'll be in it. <sighs> Did they ever have any bleed-overs in the cartoon? Mm-mm. I didn't think so. No, it may just be a cameo, or maybe Mask of Venom are being folded into the G.I. Joe universe. Maybe being set up for a spinoff. Oh... That'd be cool. It would be. I, they With could the rate they're pumping awesome. out stuff from the '80s, it's inevitable. I heard they can I can I do a rumor? Or is it, uh, yeah, go ahead. I heard that they're doing like a. They're looking to do a GoBots movie. Yes, I, just, oh, I heard that too. Yeah. I yeah. was just gonna say, watch. Oh, did I ruin somebody? Go the GoBots. Yeah. I so GoBots. I I was uh you know you you wait and they like go to school in the morning and you watched uh like, I think it was the Jetsons. Right. And the GoBots, <laughs> yes, you know, I love the GoBots. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I wouldn't want to watch a movie of it, but GoBots were cool. I had more GoBot toys than Transformers. Sadly, they were cheaper. Yeah, they were cheaper. Exactly. <laughs> I come from a parents family. bought you that. Thinking like, hey, stop me. That's how you can determine your uh, social class in the eighties. If you're playing with <laughs> GoBots or Transformers. <laughs> They're so cheap to transform too. They're so easy to transform. Yeah, it's like two little moves. Like, yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't there a big guy who turned into a motorcycle? He just like got down on he all fours. Yeah, he was the main. He was the, the main bad yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was my. His favorite. tires just snapped onto his shoulders and then yes. just stood him up. <laughs> I had a like a, a two foot tall I thing. I remember those. Him. Yeah. Oh man, I'm excited now. You had more on trend or on GI Joe, right? Yeah, just one more thing. Uh, I guess. Uh, G.I. Joe 3 is going to have Tomax and Zamot in the movie this time. Oh, yeah. The Corsican twins. I don't remember them. You don't remember them? Again, I watched more <laughs> GoBots and Masks than G.I. Joe. <laughs> they were like the Corsican brothers. Like you, If you poked one, the other one felt it. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I thought that those guys, I thought that they were the bald guys, or they were supposed to be the bald guys in uh, in uh, the second one. I, they never said their name or anything, but there was two bald guys that kind of looked alike. They didn't have the scars on their face. I can't remember that. I, I was thinking, I was like, is that Tomas and Zadar? I really wish they did more with Zartan in those movies. The guy that changed forms or changed you colors. Know the I don't remember shit about Yeah, Joe's. yeah. They didn't have the them at all. <laughs> the twins, I guess they're going to use one person to do the pair. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not going to really find any twins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I dress the Olsen twins That's going to piss all the twins off in the acting community. <laughs> I never knew about that. They feel each other's everything. Yeah. <laughs> One's in the next room masturbating. <laughs> I'm trying to go to sleep. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, God. I see one doing a speech and the other one's like, I'm going to fuck with him right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man, that that just opens up a whole door for possibilities right there. I could sit and think about what the other person would be feeling all day, but this we won't Cindy. do that. <laughs> Hi, Cindy. It's just an awkward room. <coughs> anyway, anything else on GI Joe? Nope. <coughs> One last thing. Well, I'm going to go back to the GoBots just for a second. Okay. Now that they're just using updated vehicles, do you think there's going to be a Segway? <laughs> Like, would he like into like one of the GoBots is just gonna come out and just be a freaking segue? 
Oh. Uh, one of the GoBots was a scooter. I know, that's what I was like thinking in my head. I'm like, this is going to be horrible. Except his name was Scooter. They could just call him Segway. <laughs> just... There it is. Oh shit, wow. here comes Seg. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'd be more excited to see is if they actually, you know, do make mask movies, the new line of mask toys, like what those would oh, look like. Yeah. That would be sweet. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. A lot of 80s toys are still better than some of the newer ones that are out. What was, what was your guys' favorite mask uh, vehicle? Condor was that. It was like the helicopter type thing. Uh, or I, was it the motorcycle helicopter? Yeah. 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 That's the same mine, too. When, yeah. when that thing changed and when I was watching the cartoon, I was like, oh, God, I forgot about that one. He can just drive right off a fucking cliff and yep. just keep right on going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing that was stopping the most, him. Uh, economical one. Yes. Makes the most sense. What yeah. was that sand dune one? What was the leader? The leader had a DeLorean that the doors would open up and he flew. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turned into a jet car. I forgot about that. I forgot. Yeah, I had the, uh, what looked like a NASCAR. And when you pushed a button on the top, it like sprung up into like an arc. Like the the hood would go down, the trunk would go down, and the wheels would come out. So it was like this, I don't know how it was any tactical advantage. I mean, (laughs) if anything, you're more of a target, but... Uh, one guy could lay in the back and shoot guns, and the other guy sat in the cockpit and had a missile in the front that would shoot out. Oh, that thing was oh, fun. Shit. I played with that thing all the time. Remember one of the villains on Mask when I was watching yesterday, I forgot, it was a like a black SUV. Like, the grill would fold down, there was two yeah. guns there, the hood would slide up over the, yes. the window, and then like the, the back part would pop up, and there was a big turret back there. That was one of my favorites. They like don't that. make toys like they used no, to, do they? <laughs> Man. No, they just make Grand Theft Auto now. <laughs> and that's a quality product, yeah. too, I must say. <clears throat> All right, that'll do it for the rumor mill. The rumors. Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. The rumors. All right, it's time for some comic talk, guys. Uh, who wants to go first? I will. Go first, Jeff. I got nothing. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh okay. I got it. Go ahead. Uh, the the Magneto series from Marvel. I got caught. All oh, right, on it. you said you had been reading that. How did it turn out? About eight issues. I think I had to read past week. How'd that go? That was pretty good. He there's well, all right. There's one one issue that I thought they were going to build on top of that. He went to there's a concentration camp that he ended up finding where they're doing uh, putting mutants or yeah they're using mutants for uh, like scientific research and. These, this other group of mutants come over and they were trying to fight Magneto. He ended up knowing who they were. He ended up, he killed them a few other times. We found out, realized that they were clones. Mr. Sinister was actually making these clones. Sent oh, them out. really? Yep. And he ends up capturing them. And at the end, the last page the panel of the, uh, the one issue that I had, it showed he had a whole bunch of vats with his own clones. But he was going to only let them live once because they weren't afraid to die with under Mr. Sinister because they know they would just come back. But he was like, this time, they'll know they're going to have an end. It's getting deep, isn't it? That's the last you ever heard of it. Well, really? And then, yeah. then it like, cuts into the Axis or is this pre No, that was still pre-Axis. After that, he's still going to different like mutant concentration camps. He ends up going back to Geonosis and finds out that Red Skull's running that one. And Red oh, Skull really? killed Professor X, took his brain... <clears throat> Did something with his brain, so he's got mind powers now. Now, did you did you read through Axis, or is it done yet, or is it still going? It's done. I read up to... Did they keep Pre- uh, Professor Xavier dead? He's dead, yeah. 
I don't know why I'm sitting here amazed. I mean, <laughs> that, he's, he'll be back, and I'm sure he's been dead many times before. But it was pretty neat though, because he was getting ready, he was trying to kill uh, Red Skull, but Red Skull had him captured. Was playing all kind of crazy mind games on him, mm. and all of a sudden. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Rogue rescued him, and he decides that he was going to grab a band of villains because the Red Skull's controlling a bunch of Sentinels all over the place that are on hero destroy mode. They'll only really destroy heroes. So he figures, no, I'm not a hero. Uh -huh. So we'll be able to fight him. And he goes and gets uh, Doctor Doom, Mystique, oh, wow. uh, Carnage. Oh, shit. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, he got <clears throat> Carnage out of jail. <clears throat> Uh, Hobgoblin and Deadpool. Oh my god. Uh, Deadpool was just tagging along. <laughs> yeah. nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's... that's pretty much right where I left off, which is the beginning of the Access series. Now, have you been. Are you going to be reading that? Yeah. Yeah, that's next on my list, I think. You'll have to let me know. I've mm -hmm. been very curious about that because the idea of it sounded pretty cool, but I just didn't want to add another book to my. Right yeah. home already. I've got enough shit to read. I'll keep reading Magneto just because I, I I think there's going to be something to do with the whole big shebang going on in May. Hmm. At the end, I don't know. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, Magneto got his powers back though. Did he? Yeah, they were using a mutant growth growth hormone, like regular people were doing that to give themselves mutant powers. But Magneto wasn't about that because you know he's more pro mutant instead of right. humans trying to do it. So he ends up getting a scientist, bringing him back to his lab to make some to give him his powers back. Oh my god, the first time he used it, he just <laughs> juiced up and tore some stuff apart. Did he really? Yeah. Because he was, when that series started, his powers were just coming back. Like, he had them, but they were real weak. Real right? weak, yep. Yeah. Man. And everybody knew it, too, but now... Right. That's why he was constantly running. Yep. Shield it was on his tail the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was a very well-written book. I, I can't remember where I stopped, maybe six or seven issues in. Just beca Not because it was bad, I just, uh, money-wise, I wanted to buy other things before oh, yeah, that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, very good book. It was a good series. Very dark. Now, is that... Oh, yeah, that's not going to continue into... So everything's starting at one again with Battleground, Battleworld, is that no, right? I don't even know. <laughs> what about you, Robert? Do you have any... Do you know about Battleworld at all more than we do? I mean... As I don't. As... I'm, this is the first time hearing a Battleworld. Oh, my God, really? So... I'm right. I am, I'm actually writing it down right now. Just like I'm writing the... the I, I didn't read the Magneto either. It's... Well, Battleworld is what they say. Uh, the Marvel Universe, as we know it, is ending in, uh, what, the end of this month? Next month? It's starting, mm. but it's in May is when it's really starting. Yeah, the Secret Wars is going to kick off a whole new universe, which two, what is it, a couple worlds collide together. and Yeah, the Ultimate Marvel Universe and the regular one are combining. Are combining, yeah. Yeah. I read Secret Worlds way back in the day. That was that was an awesome uh, story or, or mega series, if they call it that. Uh, that's when Spider-Man obviously found his uh, symbiote costume. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And um, there was I, I can't remember. There's a few other things that happened. People died. They come back. Yeah, as they do. <laughs> the battle. Yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, and, I, and I think it's part of of spending most of your time writing. And doing everything you can to produce the like the comics and everything, you kind of lose touch with what's out there and the things that are going on. Um, I try to stay into it. Right now, I, I've, I've been reading East of West, which I think is just amazing. I've heard of that. I've almost picked it up a couple times. It's uh, yeah, East of West. Jonathan Hickman 
wrote it. It's uh, it's really good. It's the, you know it's basically the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. It's futuristic, but they wow. have a really nice. It's like it's a very nice western futuristic western touch. Like there's a the pale rider is on a horse, but it's like it's a it's like a mechanical horse. Uh, you got like gunslingers in there. It's it's really cool if you're into the western, but you want that futuristic vibe. Hell yeah. Uh, east of East of West, it's they. It's just Volume One and Volume Two are out. I, I believe that they're working on Volume Three right now. But if it's it sucks you in immediately, you're you're just all about it. It's called East to West. East of West. East of West. I'm gonna look that up. What label is that on? It's under Image. Image. Ugh. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good story then. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Well, that was. But good yeah, story. I tried to. I, a friend of mine told me to get into the Punisher Max series, and I so I just finished reading Volume One of that, and that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, so uh, what's I that like, about? It's uh, it's you know, it's basically the it's the origin story of the Punisher. <clears throat> um, you know, him coming out and going out. You know, it's, it basically starts with he's already you know his wife and kid are already dead. And uh, he's going after these gangsters, um, but it's it's really dark, which you know I think that's. I grew up in a time like where Punisher was kind of you know, he had those tubes on his belly and you know it's like kind of like oh, his utility yeah. belt. But you know like I I liked like I liked the Tom Jane Punisher movie where it was just pure vendetta. Like he didn't he didn't apologize for anything. Right. Um, and that's what this Max series is like. It's it's just he he doesn't really care if he lives or dies. It's just all about revenge and killing people. So it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. What did you think of uh, Punisher Warzone movie? You know what I that I mean again like I I'm a big Ray Stevens fan. I, I don't know why I, I saw that after Rome. And when I watched Rome, I just I was like, I'll watch anything with Ray Stevens in it, uh, Stevenson in it. He's just amazing. And I watched it, and uh, it's just there was parts in it where it was just like, all right, that's a little much. Like when you stomp on somebody's head, and it just completely explodes. <laughs> yeah, you're just I'm like, all right, this is this is you lost me. Yeah, the hanging from the chandelier at the very yeah. beginning was a little much too. And don't get me wrong i loved that movie but one thing about it i didn't like is they really tried to inject a lot of uh like emotion into his character you know what i mean like a lot of uh because he like accidentally killed a undercover cop and he was just the whole movie they were really playing up how bad he felt and was trying to make it up to the family i don't know i was the newest punisher in warzone yeah (laughs) okay that was a good movie you should watch it not the one living next to uh, Re- remains. Rebecca remains stainless. Yeah. And, uh, I, think, yeah, it go, I think the order goes: it goes uh, Tom Jane, then the War Zone, and then the Dolph Lundgren. No, like, I, I, from good to bad. I mean, that Dolph oh, Lundgren okay, okay. Oh. pretty bad. <laughs> I thought you meant like story-wise. Like, well, they're jumping all over the place. Aren't <laughs> no, they? no, no, no. That, 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 <laughs> I can see why they do, but seeing Dolph Lundgren with black hair right away, I was like, uh, <laughs> Drago. <laughs> oh man. All right, well, what I have isn't nearly as exciting as what you guys brought. I was just going through one of my short boxes the other day, just bored, and found a comic book uh, from, I think it was 2007. Do you guys remember on Sci-Fi, the TV show, Who Wants to Be a Superhero? Oh, yeah. It was hosted by Stan Lee. They had 12 people who brought their own superhero, like, ego with them, like, homemade costumes and stuff, and they put them... Kind of like a mystery man? Yeah, kind of. Something like that. (laughs) And they, uh, every week they do a new challenge. Like, for instance, one was, like, I remember they had to, like, run through a yard, like, in the padding and, like, let a dog attack them. 
the next episode they had to like walk a balance beam between two buildings next episode there was like a little girl in danger whoever handled that situation the best just putting them to superhero tests mm-hmm. and each week Stanley would eliminate somebody on a rooftop it was <laughs> it was corny as shit but at the same time it was a blast to watch the winner of that show would get I think there was a lump sum of money but would also get their character written into a comic book written by Stan Lee and there was this one guy on there whose his hero's name was Feedback let me open this up really quick I want to get his name Matthew Atherton was his name and uh, his his alter ego was uh, Feedback which was a guy who was hit by lightning while holding a gaming controller and it gave him the power to pull energy out of video games and use it to take down bad guys but uh this dude was fucking passionate on that show <laughs> and like i remember at one point and i think they even played in the trailer where uh stanley's like i'm well, i'm proud of you you know i like your outfit and he starts crying he's like it means the world to me that oh, you're proud geez. of me sir but yeah it was a little much to stomach at times but anyway he ended up winning and forever later, this comic book came out, and I had to get it because I wanted to see what it was about. And it was on IDW label and written by Stan Lee, which was kind of... Or no, excuse me, Dark Horse. I'm sorry. It was on Dark Horse mm. and written by uh, Stan Lee. But uh, it's an origin story, and I think this is the only one of its kind. But again, he's a video game programmer. For some reason, he's always getting his ass kicked no matter where he goes, and he gets uh, mixed up with the wrong people this the the villain in the book ironside talks him into helping him out he deceives him and ends up leaving leaving him for dead after being struck by lightning well he happened to have a joystick in his hand like an atari joystick when the lightning (laughs) hit him and (laughs) infused him with power i don't again i don't think this is supposed to be good writing it was kind of like okay he won let me write up a shit story really quick for him but um it was fun to go back and watch or read, but uh, in reading this, I found out there was an actually a second season of that show I never watched, so I'm going to see if I, I can... I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm going to go see if I can find it on YouTube and watch it, because again, as corny as it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. He's sucking the power out of video games, so you just carry <clears> your <throat> Game Boy all the time. Hey, there you go. There not be much power just from those couple AA batteries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could be as Alfred. There we go. <laughs> There you go, sir. Oh, yeah. Now, yes, in the back of this, every time someone was voted off, I forgot. I'm glad you opened this up. Holy cow. Like, throughout the episode, they went from their homemade outfits to the ones that the show made for them. They were incredible, I guess. But uh, runner-up was Fat Mama. Yeah. She was a, uh, a large black woman who wore donuts on her belt. And when trouble would come, I think she took a bite of a donut or something, and she would grow, like, double her size or something. <laughs> what the... Yeah. I remember you talking to somebody at one of the cons we went to about her, that he knew her or something like that. Oh, yeah, that uh, Brett guy. Uh, he... oh, I'll have to look him up. Yeah. I've got his information saved. I thought about getting a hold of him and seeing if we could get her on the show sometime, but... Uh... I don't know if enough people would remember this show yeah. or not. <laughs> That's crazy. Fat Mama? Who? <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. Who wants to be a superhero? Feedback. Uh, I, I wouldn't even really say rush out and try to find this. <laughs> good I, luck finding it, maybe. Maybe good luck finding yeah. it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I think this was a first one, first and only printing of this. So, Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. We're at 40 minutes here. I need to get going. All right. Good comic talk, guys. And with that, let's move right into 
Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? 14-year-old Mark Utgarte. Utgarte. I'm not sure how to say his name. And what has he done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? Well, one day he was doing homework with his dad when they noticed a bright light from down the road. Uh, They ended up running out to the neighbor's house to find out that it was on fire. Second floor was on fire at the house. Um, All five people, well, four of the five people that lived there were outside. The man of the house said his son was trapped upstairs. So Marcus's dad was like, I'll go do it. Run in, try to get him. He ended up getting up to the door. The fire was, the, the smoke and heat was too much that he couldn't make it. So Marcus ended up grabbing a ladder, put it up onto the window, climbed up, and got the kid, like talked him over to the window, and helped get the kid out of there. No kidding. Yep. Takes some balls of steel to do that, huh? That's right. He said to himself, I can't say I'm really a hero. I think anyone would have done that. But the kid ended up not getting that was inside. He he wasn't injured or anything. He ended up being all right. I don't think anyone would do that. I think it takes a special person. I'd like a fourteen-year-old kid just running up, getting a ladder, and climbing up to the burning building. Right. You'd think by then there'd be other bystanders. Someone else would have uh, maybe an adult. (laughs) Yeah. Especially after seeing his dad try to go and couldn't do it. Yeah. I I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd have been like, yeah, let me try, Dad. You're old. Wow. And Marcos, for your good deeds, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So thank you and keep up the good work, Marcos. All right, moving along. Uh, Let's see here. I'll start with stories before we cut over to Robert. Uh, There is a all-females Avengers team coming in May. I heard a little bit about that. Called the A-Force. And I guess primary members are going to be She-Hulk, Dazzler, Medusa, and uh, Nico Minoru. You know that name? Uh, Nico, she sounds like she's from uh, Runaways. I couldn't tell you. The cover of this looked sweet. I I think it was on Marvel.com or something. I saw this. But uh, yeah, She-Hulk was there leading the group. So I don't know if she's going to be like the Captain America of the female. No She-Thor? Not that I saw. I wonder, hmm. I, they're probably going to end that when they do the Battle World. This looks like yeah, this is going to be a result yeah. of Battle World. Yeah, it's going to be a monthly series written by G. Willow Wilson, uh, Marguerite K. Bennett, and the artwork from Jorge Molina. Female Avengers. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Dazzler. I'll pass. Dazzler. <laughs> oh. I think she was still around. Dazzler was hot. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't style, think of who she was. What she looked like? She was one of the characters in the big jump. 80s or right. 90s X-Men game. The big double screen game in the arcade. Yeah. She was one of the characters in that one. She was through energy, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was like Jubilee almost. But oh, okay. An older version. I'd yeah. probably know her if I saw her. <laughs> That's all I had on that. Coming in May. Moving along. Jack. Disney news. Disney is going to work. Is working on bringing Star Wars to Disneyland. I thought they already did. Yeah, they already have. They've had, like, Star Wars days in Disneyland. No, like a huge section of it dedicated oh, really? to Star Wars. Yep. Hmm. That would be cool. That's really about all of it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know at MGM, I don't know if they still have it, but they used to yeah, have they got the big ad at. Yeah, and they've got a Star Wars ride there. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of made me sick, but it was just, it was more like the Days of Thunder kind of thing. You're in a moving around oh, yeah. chair thing with a big uh, screen in front of you. But uh, uh, you walk in and you sit down. I think you're like in an escape pod or something. Yeah. And there's a, there's a 
droid standing there, and I don't think I think he was he was a real prop, wasn't he? Like moving around, talking to you. Yeah, oh, I know what you're talking about. That's been around forever. Yeah, it's been around yeah. for a minute. But uh, that was cool. A hangar door opens. You go out in space, fly around. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, the CEO Bob Iger says the plans are ambitious. It's going to take some time for them to build and for it to be built and opened. And then he's going to release a little more about it later on this year. That'll be so freaking cool. Yeah. Meaning that they they've got the rights to Star Wars now. They're going to actually do something big Star Wars wise. Well, I'll wait another four or five years and go back to Florida when that's open. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what kind of attractions they would have. I mean, obviously, you'd have some kind of like a Millennium Falcon ride thing, or what else could you do? I mean, what what could you put in the park to justify a whole section of it to be Star Wars? Build a Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the possibilities are endless. Uh, I just Ewoks. recycle the small world ride and put Ewoks in there. That's what I was thinking, too. Anyway, moving along. So, we were talking Power Rangers uh, killing roommates last week, <laughs> and in doing so, it made me want to see, because we had been talking rumors of the Power Ranger movie being made, a new one, and it has indeed been confirmed Lionsgate has dated a reboot for July 22nd, 2016. Wow. Yeah, Ashley Miller and Zach Stentz are penning the script with uh, Hiam Saban, Brian uh, Cassantini, Allison Shearmer, and... Roberto Orcai producing. So we'll see here. It's going to be a complete reboot of the original uh, 90s Power Rangers. You're going to have Alpha Alpha One? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't make him do his. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I mean, even yeah, as a kid, you were annoyed by it. <laughs> it's not something you grow out of, it's always annoying. He's the voice actor I wanted to see at that, uh, that Who horrible was he? con. I forgot his name. He did the Invader Zim voice. Daggett from... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Oh, I'll yeah. see it. Because it sounds like it would be a more <laughs> serious like approach at it, like bringing it modern, like they've done with like the Transformers and stuff, you know. Have you I seen the suits? No, I have not. Are they are they out? Iron Man without. Well, I mean, from what they're showing on Facebook, it looks like Iron Man with without the helmet. Like really? They almost have like a it's like a clear visor. If uh, and again, I mean, I'm, if that's that might oh, no, be. No, I haven't seen them. That sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to see it. They said that none of the original cast was going to be in it, but then I saw somewhere where Jason David Frank was saying. Course. He could possibly yeah. cameo in it. I'm sure. I guess I'll come on. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be behind the bar. I got uh, a lot. Of, I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm here from I'll... the TV dimension. <laughs> Jack's pulling up a picture really quick. We're trying if to I see if find we it. can find this. You know what's crazy is uh, my nephew was watching the the newest one of the newest versions of mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Tommy showed up in it. Yeah, but he was the Green Ranger. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he couldn't even use that ability anymore because the candle ran out. Oh no! He got his power after he he lost. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he, he, he lost he the green power, and yeah. then that's when he became the White Ranger. Yeah, that's why I was like confused. It's TV. It doesn't have to make sense. That's the first Power Rangers movie. That, yeah, that Maybe was like within it. the last year or two that they did that. It was like every Ranger yeah. from everything got together and like some big. That's the first movie, right? Yes, that's yeah. the first movie. I like that movie. That was a pretty good movie. I still have never seen that movie. Seriously? Yeah, I've never it's seen so it. so weird. What about you? What do you think of Power Rangers there, Robert? I actually never got into the Power Rangers. Really? I, 
never it was never something i don't know if it was just the the timing where i was in life when it was getting big and i, I just never it was never something that i got into right i was into the first the first incarnation and then once it started uh the driving one. Oh no long before that i mean when they started when they took some of the original people out and then replaced them what was it like the rocky adam and aisha characters i was that's immediately i started becoming disinterested yeah. i liked that original when the, the little boy turned into like an adult that's when i was like oh, yeah that was horrible retarded i saw it come on tv the other day flipping through channels and there was a bunch of them like in a like a flying pirate ship it was like what the oh f- yeah that's the new one yeah that's yeah. the newest one I'm so confused. Jeez. Power Rangers Buccaneers or something like that. How stupid, man. Just <laughs> Why not just... I don't know. Maybe there's some whole story that they have to keep changing what kind of Power Rangers they are. But why can't they just Dino stick... Rush one now, too, don't they? Which one? Dino Rush. That was old. Oh, is it? Yeah, that one's old. I saw the preview of that one. That looked kind of cool when they were doing their moves. I Did thought... you see the Power Rangers where the Turtles' next mutations were on there? Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, I did. I that's, had to just because I seen it. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> no, they anyway. had a, uh, the newest one though. It was kind of creepy because that one guy carries like the skull-looking versions of all the rangers. Oh, I dig that. Yeah, one of them like it just like you just see skulls of all the rangers on oh, his yeah. jacket and stuff, and I was like, what the hell? That's huh. the only reason why I kind of stopped and sat down and watched it with my nephew. Because I was like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> Yeah, seems a little bit darker than we were used to, right? You ever gone back and tried to watch any of those original Power Rangers? Oh, they are bad, man. Yeah, it, it hurts, man. It is horrible. It's I just the good it, memories like the of the Power Rangers. It has that I to be choreographed through like their movements. Right. <laughs> you can't see their face moving, so you know their lips moving. So when everyone's talking, they got to do karate chops. Right. <laughs> and then always back at uh, the Angel Grove, what was it, Juice Bar or whatever it was, where they always yeah. hung out yeah. where all the teens were doing their martial arts and drinking their uh, juices. <laughs> I've never seen a place like this. But I got to say one thing: I, I did have the luxury of meeting Jason David Frank at Philadelphia Comic Con, and he is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Is he, he really? Uh, he, he he was behind a table, you know, where you had to pay to come up and like get your autograph and take your picture with him. But he would always he would come out and he would take pictures with people, like you know, and, and it was just nice to see that, like he wasn't uh, like some of the other celebrities where it was, you know, like you got to you got to pay to get in line to pay, you know, to to get my right. autograph, get my picture. He would actually come out. And he would play with the cosplayers, and he would, you know, take. He, he took the time. He he was a really cool guy. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I never really watched the show, but just uh, meeting him and seeing like how he interacted with fans, I was really impressed with him. I'll have to meet him next time we go to a con. Uh, well, like I was said last week, every time we go, yeah, the he's one time there. he's not going to be there. Yeah, and I'm always like, well, next time he's always here. <laughs> now that I want to, he probably will never come back. No, he'll be there. He's uh, he's he's at all he's at all of them. Yeah, I'll definitely get to meet him then. I can't wait. That'll be awesome. All right, July twenty second, two thousand sixteen. All right, uh, what about Superman there, Jack? Superman has changed for oh. the better, maybe. Last week, uh, Superman thirty eight of the new fifty twos came out, and Superman has learned a new power move. Really? Got a new power? Yeah. What more power do you need than to be able to push a planet <laughs> off its axis? I mean, other than having everything. <laughs> His new power is called the Super Flare. Okay. <laughs> this is what it does. Instead of focusing energy through his eyes, 
The super flare allows him to release energy from every cell in his body all at once, resulting in a solar flare-like energy exploding, incinerating everything within a quarter-mile radius. Oh my god. Wasn't there like a wasn't there a character called Nova or something that would explode? Yeah. And explode themselves and Yeah. Oh my god, I remember that. What was that from? I can't remember. <laughs> I remember that character though. They always save him for the last minute. <laughs> In case they really needed him. Oh man, was that an X Men character? I don't remember. I don't remember anyway, yeah. go ahead. Using his power seems to drain, be very draining on him. He ends up having no powers for a little while after he has to recoup. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of how that Nova character was too. Like <laughs> right after it happened, that took a lot out of me. Yeah, he had to go hide himself because, uh, yeah, he had to regen. What the hell was that, man? Was it that uh, Heroes show? They had a guy like that. No, that's. I remember it being a cartoon-looking image, and I just can't. It's killing me now. I feel like it was in a comic, but I, I think you're right. Heroes there was a guy there, like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's why Siler, they didn't want Siler to get a hold of him. Isn't that why the Civil War started? Because maybe that's what Fireball, uh, whatever his name was, Thunderbolt, Thunder. Thunder was that Thunderbolt? what it was? I think it was. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he blew up everybody. Yeah, that's what it was. Along with. Along with the explosion, Superman also guts a new suit. Is this the one with the, the collar that comes up? No, it doesn't look much different than the other 52 stuff. There's a picture of it. He's got a little bit longer arm sleeves like his... Oh, they got rid of the undies, didn't they? He's had them disappear. They're, they've been gone for a little while in the 52s. It's uh, Superman Commando. His cape's <laughs> a little bit different now, and he's got super long arm sleeves. Yeah, it's not too, uh, too different. Subtle differences. Eh. Yeah. 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 Also, up closer in some of the, the images, he's got lines through his, his suit, too. Kind of like how the Flash is on the, the right. series. Like seam lines and whatnot? Yeah. Well, now you can <clears throat> see through stuff, burn stuff with his eyes, free stuff with his breath, fly. You can't be hurt. Turn back time. Turn back time. <laughs> and now he can blow the hell out of spaces if he wants to. Good for him, as if he didn't have it well enough already. <laughs> Anything else on that? No, that's it. One more thing before we cut over to Robert here. There is a possible Spaceballs sequel mm-hmm. in the works. The search for more money. Yeah. <laughs> Finally could see the light of day. Uh, but uh, Mel Brooks was saying that if it does happen, it would start filming after, after Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yep. Probably for material. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I would guess. But um, I read somewhere that he would only do it if Rick Moranis agrees to do it. And Rick Moranis seems to be the factor against this movie happening because he's pretty darn firm on his retirement. He retired after his wife died to take care of his children. Has never come back, Mm as far as I know. I know he's done some comedy albums, but that's about it. And hasn't looked back. No. No, has no desire to come back. So if Mel Brooks does, in fact, leave that hinging on him who knows I, I can't see doing it without him because you're already missing John Candy you're missing Jonah. Joan Rivers you're missing Dom DeLuise you're missing so many of the main characters already to I have lose. a feeling Bill Pullman's probably not going to be doing it <laughs> I, uh, yeah well if he doesn't how could there be a movie I don't know you, so who's left that, there's Vespa Bill Pullman Barf's gone I mean he was yeah. one of the best parts yeah, of this show yeah can't, can't do another one yeah I don't see it happening, yeah. Probably won't happen. I should have probably put this in the rumor mill. But it was all over the place, yeah. saying that he was, was going to do it. So, 
We'll see. It would truly be just a search for more money because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> with all these characters missing, what else would it be? Anyway, enough about that. All right, let's turn our attention over to Robert Sally, writer of Salvagers. Thanks again for being with us, Robert. Thanks for having me. And thanks even more for letting us read the first three issues, man. It was a uh, it was a blast to read. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Can you first tell us tell the listeners a little bit about the story? Uh, well, Salvagers is uh, it's a story of some un- an un- unlikely band of misfits that are working together to basically just clean up space, clean up the galaxy, one wreck at a time. Uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different than a lot of the sci-fi stories out there. I didn't want to create a band of uh, rebels or you know some kind of uh, military operation. I wanted to just put together some people who work together. Uh, and, and you know, when you work with people, you have people that you like, people that you dislike. Mm-hmm. You have inner office romances. Uh, you got somebody leaving food in the refrigerator and, uh, <laughs> you know, just pains in the asses, you know. And you're, you're, <laughs> you're out there doing things with people that you you have to be with, not that you choose to be with. Sure. So I... Um, I just I got the idea of by while watching Star Wars and I've always loved comic books. I've always loved sci-fi and um, I was watching Star Wars and the Death Star blows up and I just thought to myself like who's going to clean that shit up? <laughs> and I just started putting together I just started putting together a company. Not even a you know this put like there's a company that goes out there and they they clean up space and they take all the different junk, and they sell it to different, uh, different planets, different you know governments, and all that. They know you know who's using what, and but it's you know just like Star Wars. It's I mean it's, it's and again I don't want anybody to get confused. I don't want anybody to think that this is in the Star Wars universe. Right. Um, but you know it's you have pirates out there. You have uh, you know you have sold you know militia units out there that are trying to do the same thing you're doing, or they're trying to get in your way. And uh, just really screwing up your workday, and on top of that, it's the you know your inner demons with the uh, you know what got you to being a garbage man space. You know, there's obviously all the characters did something, made different choices in their in their career paths that uh, ended up being on a ship cleaning up space. It sounds like a glamorous job to us, but. Um, you know, kind of like uh, Futurama, where he's a delivery spaceman. Um, but it's to them, it's it's it's, it's a suck ass job. Like they, they don't want to do it, but they uh, they have to rally around each other. They're professionals. Uh, there's, you know, you have a mechanical engineer, you have a pilot, you have somebody who's uh, a captain and was a naval commander. But the fact that now he is a captain of a, of a, of a garbage ship, uh, you know, it, it kind of sparked kind of like this curiosity of what did he do and what happened and what it does. Yeah, and, awesome. uh, and from there, I just started building on characters and building on this. Uh, the first four issues, the, the fourth one is in production right now, is what I called the uh, the introductory story where we're introducing the, the universe we're in, we're introducing Harrier Salvage as a salvaging company, and we're introducing these four these four characters and uh, kind of seeing what what their role is uh, as a salvager, and then also kind of kickstarting a um, a whole bigger issue that they are now 
going to be uh, involved in. The character Grigby has got to be my yeah. favorite thus far. <laughs> yeah. He's everybody loves Brigby. But seeing in issue two, I mean, you know, you start to see his backstory, like you were saying, how he ends <clears> up <throat> kind of where he is and why they're there. I don't know. I, I love that in the comic book characters. Instead of just being expected or to accept them for, okay, they're just salvagers and they're just here, so just accept the following story that comes you you get the backstory you see why they're there and you start to understand why they were there and you uh kind of sympathize with them a little bit and uh and that's and again i actually with issue two i kind of trashed what i was originally doing uh, after i i published issue one and i rewrote issue two for that reason as uh i i think you know, I, I realized where I was going was the wrong direction, and I wanted to go back, and I wanted people to say, uh, you know, I wanted people to sympathize with with a character, you know, and it's tough kind of going through all four of them in one four issue story arc. So you had, I had to kind of pick one, and it just kind of worked out that Brigby just seemed like the one to get in the most trouble. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> when. Uh, and, and it's the way I write this and the way we do it is we, um, you know, I, I write it, I give it to George Acevedo, who's in Los Angeles, and he does the storyboards and does the art. And once the art's together, we give it to Desica, who's in, he, she is our, our uh, colorist and she's in France. And we only give, wow. you know, we only give her a certain amount of pages. So the last page we gave her, and I'm not afraid to give a spoiler alert here. Uh, the last page that we gave her in the bunch that we gave her was when Brigby got his arm cut off. Mm-hmm. And uh, and immediately she she IM'd me and she was just like no like <laughs> and I was like don't worry don't worry just keep keep reading uh, but I think like as you were saying um, about uh, Superman and his new power part of uh, part of having these aliens it's it's I I didn't want to make it seem like it was a power I I wanted to I want some of these characters to have powers but it's more of their anatomy and. I was always I was always fascinated with characters that had powers that actually hurt them. Right. Uh, like you were saying that uh, Superman has this ability to, you know, do this kind of cosmic blast. But in, in doing so, it hurts him. It makes him, you know, it, it makes him lose all his powers. And that's something that I've always liked. That's what I wanted to have with Brigby. I wanted him to have this regeneration power or or just a part of his anatomy. But in doing that. It, it really makes him sick. And uh, there's other parts that I'm writing for this that it, it, it really it's fun to play with, because if you think like, you know, what what if, if you're going to get really sick, but it's something that's going to save you or something that accidentally happens, you know, like what what do you have to do? Like, you know, you have to actually now take care of yourself. So. Right. um so yeah, so I, I, I that was one of those things as a writer. It's when you when you come up with something like that, you're like, oh, like you know, you're really you're really impressed with yourself. And uh, sure, and, yeah, <laughs> as you yeah. should be. I know it sounds pompous to say, but not at all. When, well, uh, well, when well. I came up with it, I was, I was like, oh, I love I love that. And but I think like that also it, it, it kind of sparked um, a personality in Brigby. And I think that the, I mean, obviously I think that that's why most people like Brigby the most right now is he's the only one that we are really able to go after and uh, and explore. And um, in the next story arc, actually in the end of this story arc, you're going to see a little bit of Ronick, the captain. Um, and I, I think most of the criticism I've gotten with this, this the first three issues is that Ronick's character seems flat, but that will um, that'll come out 
it's uh it's i'm not gonna say it's intentional but it's when when you see where where his background was and why he is where he is i think that it'll it'll make sense to see why he's you know why he's a little flat right now sure well i'm excited man can you tell us about some other other people uh tier so yeah tier is the big guy and um he is uh, from a race called the Typernians, and they, the Typernian race, their planet became um, uninhabitable, and they they were the the Typernian regime, and they were they're pretty much the strongest, or at, at a time they were the strongest race in the galaxy or strongest species in the galaxy, and they needed to find a new home, and they invaded a planet. I don't want to give too much away, but they invaded a planet. Um, and they it took it took most of it was almost like a world war two type thing like it took most of the most of the surrounding uh planets and governments to come in and aid this planet in this invasion and then in doing so they the typernians kind of became nomadic they they don't really most of them don't really spend a lot of time in public areas of the galaxy they don't uh they don't want to be seen and enough time's gone by that maybe they're they're embarrassed of their their uh heritage or their um their their history but the ones that do stay around they uh they have to register and whenever they come to like a spaceport or whatever uh a lot of times they're not allowed on that space that, that spaceport uh because of fear uh they just they're they're really ostracized and but they they have almost impenetrable skin from the planet that they're on. When it rains glass, the Holy they shit. have a, they almost have like a natural helmet with their exoskeleton. Uh, so he's almost like a, and somebody said he's almost like a Hulk. And I was I was saying like well he's he's almost like a Luke Cage, okay. except a, a big sure. but a big alien. Uh, but they are uh, he's he's kind of like the runt of the litter. And he's going to he's going to come into contact with some other Typernians down the road. And you'll see that he's he's a little he's a little bit smaller than most, but he's got a lot of heart. Uh, and, and we're going to start exploring in the second story arc. We're going to start exploring his background and his history. Uh, the pilot is a she's on parole from uh, and that's why she is working on this ship so i'm sorry so tier is he's basically working on that ship because it gets him out of like uh it gets him off planet and he can spend time out in you know the outer rim or out in space where he doesn't have to come in contact with people so that's why he's on that ship uh brigby we know he's on that ship because he's just a mess (laughs) Um, tegan is on that ship because it's part of her uh, work release uh, from being in prison and she's now on parole and, it, and we show a little hint of that two three where she's getting a call and uh, it's basically like you violated your parole agreement but we're gonna uh, go more into that but she she to uh, be a pilot on a gun running ship and she got busted went to prison and now she's uh, she's done her time and now she's out on uh, on work release and she's has to pilot around a garbage ship. So that's well, the and, and I don't be really worse, think right? Ronix's yeah. character because <laughs> it's really uh, Ronix's background is uh, it's 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 really dark and I'm not ready to people people at comic cons they when they ask me though they're like what's his background and I'm like I really don't I can't get into it yet I um I'm doing it I I'm committed to doing it already but it's 
It's you something that I mystery. don't want to talk about yet. Yeah, you gotta keep the mystery going. You gotta have something for people to look forward to, right? Yeah. Awesome. So you, I was going to ask if you get out to the cons at all, and uh, obviously I do. You I do. try to get out as many as I can. Uh, last year I did four. I did New York Comic Con. I did Philly, Philly, uh, Philadelphia Comic Con. I did Boston Comic Con. And I did Rhode Island Comic Con. Wow. Um, and and I yeah, and I feel like that that's not enough. I um, I talk to I, I I talk to a lot of people, a lot of creators, and they they really talk about the importance of getting out to Comic Cons and meeting people. Sure, sure. And it's it's awesome. It's an awesome experience, but it's a it's it's taxing. I mean, it, it's a lot of it costs a lot of money to do. Oh yeah. And, um, and it's, I mean, you're, you're, you're on your feet for a long time and it's, it's tough, but this year I'm trying to do as many comic cons in my area that I can do that I can drive to. I don't have to pay for a hotel. And, um, you know, I do have family in Philadelphia. I have friends in North Carolina, so I'm, I'm working out, um, I'm working that out where I can go, I can kind of go South a little bit, but right now I have, um, massive, it's a massive comic con and that's a capital M A S S lowercase i-v-e uh, as in the state of Massachusetts oh I see and, uh, Boston Comic Con Hartford Comic Con uh, New England Comic Con and I'm gonna try to make Philadelphia Comic Con as well and uh, they're fun to do they're, they're fun to do they, it's seeing people that come out to these things it's, it's amazing it's a real trip and just having people come to your table and want to talk to you about your comic it's, it's you know it's humbling Awesome. I hope we get to uh, someday come to your table and talk with yeah. you about your comic, man. That'd be awesome yeah, to see. Go. All right. Well, where can people get your comic other than at like Comic Cons? Uh, right now, we um, we are. I have a salvagers.bigcartel.com. Uh, you can buy them there. I do have print on demand currently. Uh, I am with Thinkalike Productions. They're the, my new publisher, and they we just today submitted everything to Comixology and got a, uh, a launch date of March 4th for issue one on Comixology oh, nice. and April 2nd for issue two. And we are in the middle of just formatting everything for issue three to get that submitted to Comixology. They are d- uh, Diamond distributed, so we're once we get that into Diamond... Uh, you will be able to go to any store and go up to if, it, if they don't if they're not holding it, uh, you can go up to the clerk and ask him to order it for you, and he will order it for you. I'm hoping to have issue four done probably by April or May, and then it'll be in trade paperback as well as you'll be able to get issue one, two, and three. Awesome! Cool. Well, you sound like you're right on your way. I'm trying, you know, I'm having a lot of fun. This, uh, it started off as just, um, you know, like let's, the, uh, this, the George Acevedo, who is the, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys right now if it wasn't for him. He's, he's an amazing artist and we both, we push each other every day. Um, he and I just wanted to get it in print. We were just two guys that wanted to do this comic and we wanted to put it in print and then we found uh, a publisher and we, after that, we kind of took it more seriously and, now, I mean, it's uh, it's a dream come true, and 
hopefully someday you guys will be talking about a rumor mill of salvagers on the big screen <laughs> directed by Angelina Jolie. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you almost had me there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I had to come full circle there. Uh, no, I, I was actually going to say that, and I totally forgot to, that this would be a very good, like, a sci-fi show or a movie yeah. or what the character's backstory and everything. What what you can see you're about to build up to would make an awesome TV series. That's I appreciate awesome. that. But anyway, man, what we'll do is we'll uh, put links on our website to help direct people your way and uh, get you even more uh, readers, all right? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for being with us, Robert. Jack, what else do we have on the website? Show recaps, videos... <clears throat> Trailers, photos, the Candare Video Game Store, Comic Book Store, and Movie Store. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. You can get a visual to put with the audio. Oh, what else? What else? You can email us at uh, CandarePodcast at gmail.com. And what am I forgetting? Facebook.com slash CandarePodcast. Yes, go to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a comment. We want to know what you guys are thinking. Once again, we want to send a quick thank you out to Kenneth Brown for uh, mailing us some autographed issues of Judas Breed. That was downright decent of you. Thank you so much. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah, next week we're not going to be here. I am going to Orlando, Florida. So uh, we're going to take a week off. This episode might be long enough to tide you over, though, so... Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jeff Holcomb. And I'm Bob Sally. And we'll see you next time. Another great episode of Canned Air, huh, sure Timmy? Was. Let's go outside. All right. Hey, kids. Oh, my God, who's that? It's Creeper, the worst G.I. Joe character ever made. That's right. I heard you guys were going to go outside. Why don't you stay inside and go to www.cannedairpodcast.com where you can get some scoop on past episodes, see movie trailers, and go to the Canned Air game store, video store, and comic book store. Yay! With cannedairpodcast.com, we'll never have to go outside again. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! We're not good enough, are you? With that, let's turn our turn. Sh- Fuck! Did your stomach? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm hungry. Is that recorded? I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. 
The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 